Welcome to another edition of Time Out Sports, the podcast. It's your host, C. Ruff, and I'm so excited to be back at it again. Listen, we're going to jump right into it, but before we do, make sure that you all are following us on Twitter at Time Out Sports 3. Again, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Time Out Sports 3, and Instagram, we can be found at Time Out Sports with two underscores. Now, jumping right into things, we have a little bit of NBA to talk about. We have some Hall of Fame talk, and we have WNBA talk. Not going to be a very long podcast, but I do want to cover those things. And we're going to start off by talking a little bit about Steph Curry. In case you missed it, Steph Curry is the 2021 scoring champ. Steph is averaging 31.8 points per game for the Warriors this season. That barely edged out Wizards Bradley Beal for the nod. And scoring champ. You also had some great news that took place yesterday when you talk about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving became the fourth player in NBA history to average 25 plus points per game and shoot at least 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the line. Kyrie Irving finished for the season having percentages of 50.6% field goal. 40.2% from three and 90.2 free throw percentage. Special and rare company that Kyrie Irving ended up joining. Now we talk a little bit about the NBA play-in and the play-in schedule. On tomorrow, we'll have two play-in games. One will be the Hornets versus the Pacers, and it will take place at 6.30 p.m., Hornets versus the Pacers, Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. We have the Wizards versus the Celtics following that game at 9 p.m. on Tuesday night. For me, I believe that the Hornets, hmm, that one's close for me. I think that game could go either way. Um... But I'm going to actually lean towards the Pacers. I'm going to say the Pacers will win that game. I just think DeMontis Sabonis is going to be a matchup nightmare for the Hornets. And I think he'll have a big game, possibly a triple-double. We also have the Wizards versus the Celtics. I think the Wizards will end up winning that game. I just think that Bradley Beal will be able to make some shots. I think that Russell Westbrook will give you another big game, probably something like 25, 12, and 15. And, uh, you know, I think in the end they'll take a close game over the Boston Celtics. Because when you look at the Celtics, losing Jalen Brown for the season is a rough blow. And I think that'll hurt their team big time. Now we transition and talk about Wednesday's games, which you have the Spurs versus the Grizzlies taking place at 7.30 p.m. And you have the Warriors at the Lakers taking place at 10 p.m. Spurs will put up a fight in that game, but I think in the end the Grizzlies will get the win. I think the Jonas Valanciunas will have a big-time game and dominate on the offensive glass, especially given the – Grizzlies, uh, multiple second-chance opportunities. So I'm expecting the Grizzlies to win that game by maybe three or four points. 
Now the nightcap Warriors at Lakers. That's the game that everybody is looking forward to. You get Steph Curry, the scoring champ, the two-time MVP, one-time unanimously, won against LeBron James, four-time champ, one of the greatest players of all time. Most people have him too. I think that's going to be very interesting and entertaining. Uh, for me, I'm rocking with the Lakers, though. I think that Anthony Davis will have a big game. I think LeBron will have a big game. And I think they'll figure out how to kind of neutralize Steph Curry. Or even if they're not able to neutralize him, I think if he has 40 points or so, you, they're still going to need multiple uh, role players and other players to you know, have great games as well. And I think that the Lakers will either be able to neutralize Steph or let him be the only person that get, you know, really has a big-time game. So I'm definitely looking forward to that nightcap. I think a few things to watch for is Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins has been playing very well lately. He's had a couple uh, games nearing 40 points. He's had, you know, 25-point games. He's just playing quality basketball right now, so they will have to be uh, on the lookout for him and pay close attention to him. I think Andre Drummond is somebody I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in that matchup uh, because the Warriors might end up going small, uh, putting Draymond Green at the five. So if they do that, then Andre Drummond will not play very many minutes. But that's still you know, favors the Lakers because when you have a guy like Anthony Davis that you can put at the five, I mean, that's that's a big-time player, isn't it? so it's not really a drop-off. So there's a lot of things to look forward to when you talk about that game. It's going to be very interesting uh, to see which team wins, but I believe that the Lakers will win. Now we transition and talk about the Hall of Fame class of 2020. On Saturday night, you had the 2020 Hall of Fame class to be inducted. You know, I don't, as you know, last year we didn't get a chance to have the Hall of Fame due to COVID, but they did it this weekend. And you had Kobe Bryant be inducted, the late great Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Um, his wife spoke on his behalf, Vanessa Bryant, and uh, Michael Jordan was up there for moral support. One of the things that stood out for me in that speech that Vanessa gave was the fact that she asked him about, she asked Kobe about why he didn't rest rest sometimes and sit out when he was dealing with so many injuries. And she said that Kobe's response was, what about the fan that saved up to see me play once? Wow. That's a phenomenal response. Not enough players in the league today care about the fans and, and the fact that you know, they're saving up money a lot of times and, and using their hard-earned money to come see you play, and you're just resting for, you know, no reason at all. Like I said, he was even hurt, and he still said, I'm going to push through it, and I'm going to play. You have players in, to, in today's league that just rest. I mean, rest four, five, six, seven, eight times a year. Nothing wrong with them, but they're just sitting out. And for me, that's not cool at all. The next person that we had inducted in the 2020 class was Tim Duncan, the greatest power forward of all time, in my opinion. I thought that his speech was very powerful and interesting. You know, Tim Duncan has always seemed like a very quiet person, and his speech was that same way. You know, he covered the bases that he would like to and uh, pretty much got out of the way. He didn't stay up there long. 
He made sure to shout out his former teammates, you know, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili, as they were there in support of him. He he left Greg Popovich, his former coach, for last. And uh, so it was just a great moment, a great speech. And uh, then you had Kevin Garnett be uh, inducted as well. I enjoyed his speech. You had Eddie Sutton, who has passed away. Rest in peace. His son did some of the talking for his behalf, and then they had the family come out. Uh, Rudy Tomjanovich had a speech and was inducted as well. Tamika Ketchens, one of the greatest WNBA players of all time, one of the greatest defensive WNBA players of all time as well. I mean, it, has just, it simply has not been very many defenders better than Tamika. And she talked about overcoming, you know, hearing impediment from an early age. So it was that adversity that she overcame that allowed her to be the player that she was and the person that she is today. And so I thought that Tamika's speech was very powerful and very encouraging, you know, to let us know that you can't allow things that you're dealing with, things that you're facing to be an excuse for why you don't accomplish things in life. You got to use it to motivate you, use it to push you forward, and just keep fighting. So Tamika Ketchins, Hall of Famer, very much deserved. You had Kim Mulkey be inducted. You had Barbara Stevens. You had Patrick Bobman. That was the 2020 class for the Hall of Fame. We also got word that 20, the 2021 class has now been announced. Their ceremony will take place in September. Former Raptor and Miami Heat forward slash center Chris Bosch is being inducted. He, he's very well deserving of this. You know, two-time champion. The Miami Heat wouldn't win those championships without Chris Bosch. You know, so he was a great player in Toronto and sacrificed to go join Dwayne Wade and Chris and uh, LeBron James. And, and, you know, sacrificed for the chance to win a championship. So Chris Bosch, Hall of Famer, well-deserved. You have Paul Pierce be announced as the 2021 candidate for the Hall of Fame. The truth, you know, was a very clutch player, champion, one of the best small fours of all time, so it's well-deserved as well. Chris Webber announced Hall of Famer, one of the better forwards of his era. He's going to be a 2021 Hall of Famer. Ben Wallace went from undrafted and attending an HBCU to making it into the Basketball Hall of Fame. That one for me is the one that makes me the most proud, the most happy, because HBCU athletes are often slept on. And Ben Wallace proved that you can make it, you can be successful, even coming out of an HBCU. So I believe that that is big for us, that Ben Wallace is now going to be a Hall of Famer. As an HBCU alum myself, I'm trying to push the, you know, the conversation forward and, uh, you know, just excited to see him get his flowers and do it for the HBCU family. Ben Wallace was one of the greatest defensive players of all time. No question about it. He was a force. 
He gave you everything that he had when he stepped out on the court. And uh, so he's, he's very deserving of this. The great Bill Russell is being inducted as a coach into the 2021 Hall of Fame. Of course, he's already in as a player, but he's now going to be inducted as a coach. Well-deserved. Rick Alderman is going to be inducted in the 2021 class. Jay Wright, college basketball coach who's had a lot of success. So that's the 2021 class for the Hall of Fame. Again, that will take place in September, their induction. Now, I want to talk about my awards predictions uh, and and how I feel about the awards for this season. My MVP, I've already said on multiple occasions, my MVP this season would be Nikola Jokic. Yes, Steph Curry has been great. But Nikola Jokic has been great as well. He's averaging, you know, great numbers in every category, points, rebounds, and assists. He's played in every game. You know, so, I mean, Nikola Jokic, he's just, he's smocked all the boxes this season. And the thing that separates it for me is the fact that when Jamal Murray went down about, I guess, about 15 games ago, most people thought that the Nuggets would probably struggle. But the thing about it is they've had a great record since he's went down, and that's his second-best player. So they've even performed, you know, without a star-level player. Nikola Jokic is my MVP. He's had a great season, and, and most importantly, he's been available. Sometimes they say the best ability is availability. Nikola Jokic, my MVP. Rookie of the Year. I go back and forth about this one. I think that LaMelo Ball would have been the rookie of the year had he not gotten hurt. But when you miss about, I don't know, 15, 20 games like he did, and then Anthony Edwards ends up taking his game up another level, and here lately the Timberwolves have been winning. So I think that Anthony Edwards will now win the uh, rookie of the year. It would be close, but I think he's deserving at this point of that honor. Defensive player of the year. For me, I would probably vote this as a tie. Rudy Gobert is having a great year once again defensively over there in Utah. Defensive win shares are, you know, at the top of the list. He's doing a great job. They have one of the better records in the league. But Ben Simmons has also had a great season defensively over there in Philly. So for me, I would probably do co-MVP, not co-MVPs, co-defensive player of the year for Rudy Gobert and Ben Simmons. Now we transition and talk about coach of the year. My coach of the year would be Tom Thibodeau from the uh, New York Knicks. You go from that team last year not being a playoff team to now being the fourth seed. They, they look very well, good this year. And he's getting the best out of his players. So I think when you talk about, you know, the Knicks and how much they've struggled, I would give it to him. Uh, Monty Williams is another guy that's deserving. I won't be upset if he wins it because they went from having a poor record last season to having a really good one this year. So I think that that award could go to either of those two guys. But I'm going to lean with Tom Thibodeau. Sixth man of the year. 
I think it's got to be Jordan Clarkson. When you talk about a guy that's averaging about 17 points a game off the bench, um, you know, you can just count on him most nights to come in and give you close to 20 points and give you a spark. So Jordan Clarkson pretty much is uh, sixth man of the year for me, and I don't even think it's much debate on that one. Most improved. For most improved, I would go to Julius Randle. When you talk about the things that he's done this season, I mean, he's averaging about 24 points per game, about 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. That's big-time stuff by power forward. And like I said, he's also leading the New York Knicks to wins. So Julius Randle would be my most improved player for the 2020-2021 NBA season. Now, the last thing that we're going to discuss is the WNBA. Glad to see that the WNBA is back. It tipped off this weekend. On Mondays, you have no WNBA games, but we will have three games taking place on this Tuesday. The first game will be the Minnesota Lynx versus the New York Liberty. It will take place at 7.30 p.m. The second game will be the Phoenix Mercury versus the Washington Mystics. That will take place at 8 p.m. And the third game and final game for Tuesday night will be the Las Vegas Aces versus the Seattle Storm. 10 p.m. on Tuesday night. So make sure, if you can, to check into those games and show your support. I'm looking forward to them. The last thing that I want to say for the WNBA is talk about it the players that I believe will have great seasons this year and the players that I'm looking forward to seeing play most. I'm looking forward to seeing Candace Parker, who I got a chance to see Saturday. She's in a new location. I think that she's going to have a big time year and show people that even though she's been in the league for a while, she can still play and she can still have impact. I'm looking forward to seeing Cheyenne Parker. Diane Parker is now down with COVID, so I'm praying for her and her speedy recovery. Looking forward to seeing her on the court. Um, I did an interview with her on Instagram Live a few months ago. You can catch that if you did not see it already on Instagram at Timeout Sports with two underscores. Again, Atlanta Dream Forward, Cheyenne Parker. Looking forward to seeing her and check out our interview on Instagram. Taya Cooper is another young lady that I'm looking forward to seeing and seeing if she can have, you know, a bigger role this season, maybe get more minutes. Uh, you know, she saw some videos of her in the off season. She's been working very hard. And so look forward to seeing what she's able to do this year. And the last person that I'm looking forward to seeing uh, most is Asia Wilson. You know, she's the reigning MVP for the league one of the better players that we have in the league right now. And she's now going to be teammates with Liz Cambage, who is back uh, and is also one of the better centers in the game. So it's going to be interesting to see their dynamic and see how well they mesh. But I think that they'll be able to figure it out, especially after a couple games. And I think that one-two tandem is going to be very hard to beat. So I appreciate everyone for taking the time to 
listen to this podcast. Again, if you don't follow us already on social media, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Timeout Sports 3. Again, follow us on Twitter at Timeout Sports 3 and Instagram, Timeout Sports with two underscores. I've also recently started an Instagram page for the WNBA and their fits. It's called WNBA League Fits. Make sure to follow us there as we showcase the young ladies' style and fashion. I hope that you all have a great week. And remember that the only way you lose is if you quit. Never give up.